ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Merlin Cast, episode 23. This week, I am joined by Andrew and Courtney. They haven't been on in a couple weeks. They've been awful busy, but they're back now. You got the original three Merlin casters bringing you another episode of Merlin Cast. We will be covering Ooh. Arthur's Bane Part 2, which just aired this past weekend. It was a great episode, and we're excited to review it. My name's Aaron Millard. My name's Courtney Catadella. My name's Andrew Grayson. Okay. Well, in the news this week, there wasn't really a whole lot of new things. I did see a few things I wanted to mention. Uh, there's some reviews of Episode 2, and for the most part, they were positive, the ones that I read anyway. And um, we'll get to our thoughts on that. Another thing, the um, Merlin Facebook game, the beta testing, is now open to everyone. So anyone can get on their Facebook account and start playing the Merlin game. I started playing it a little bit, and it seems pretty cool. I know it's still in beta, so it's not perfect or anything, but it seems like it'll be a good time. And I plan on getting into it more extensively, and eventually we're going to do a review of the game once we've all played it a little bit, so... We're excited to do that. Oh, yeah. One other thing. I forgot to put this in the news. Um, I just saw this the other day. They made a Merlin Nintendo DS game. It's called um, A Servant of Two Masters. <laughs> I, I I watched the um, trailer for it. You guys, you guys got to watch it. I got to find it for you real quick, actually. It's probably the funniest thing ever. <laughs> this game... It looks absolutely horrible, and I and I don't I don't mean to be mean, but it, it really it's it's just bad. <laughs> That's Hold exciting. On. I'm getting the link right now. Should I just Google it? Well, it's it's no, I, I got it. I'm just I'm almost on the channel. You should keep this part of the episode so you can listen to our reactions. If it's as funny as you say it is. Okay. <laughs> Five, four, three. Two, one, play. On Nintendo DS. Ooh. Ooh, Rock, Earthquake, Merlin. Yeah, baby. Music is so melodramatic. I actually kind of like the so music. Dramatic. It's probably the best Help part. Help Arthur and the Heroes of Camelot in the stirring quest to save Merlin from Morgana's spell. <laughs> not, Morgana, not Morgana's spell. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. This Valley of the Kings is like... <laughs> It looks like Merlin Pac-Man. I don't get... <laughs> Exciting hidden object adventure game based on the Series 4 TV episode. Series like, it's 4? Like Come on, you're in catch a room, up. Like, why would you, yeah, but why, why would you base room. an entire game off of one episode? <laughs> features Merlin and all the other popular characters from the show. Look how it features them. <laughs> oh, a picture of Merlin. <laughs> what on earth is an acid so bath? Ooh, nice stick match. So I want to play a little. Ew, have I don't we ever think his eyes it? ever turn that color. Aaron, have we ever seen an acid bath in Merlin? Because I don't think we've ever seen an acid bath. <laughs> I don't believe so. That's this. Episode. Oh, that's when he dumped that's the upcoming. acid in the bathtub. <laughs> I don't get like these room searches. Like, what are you supposed to do? Why are you supposed to find over fifteen spellbinding puzzles and, and mini games? Night. What is this night night move? So, like, what are you supposed to do? It looks like Guitar Hero. Their heads. It looks like medieval Guitar Hero. In the spell one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this game. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. 
for the 26th of October, 2012. That's when it's coming out? Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. Something. I'm putting it on my calendar right might... now. Are you really? Well... That might not be a worthy investment. <laughs> like, Seriously though, like all right, so the, the game... night moves part, the the night moves part looked like Guitar Hero. Well, I, I don't know how you do that. It did. <laughs> all right, so the game. Let's be honest here. It the graphics are not the most impressive thing I've seen in my life. Then, then again, to be fair, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm not so sure horrible. if Nintendo's and... are really known for their graphics. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I am yeah, but very impressed. The game itself, like, why, why would you even make a game about one episode of Merlin? First of all, <laughs> but you yeah, know, that was my question. Judge, I guess. Sounds like you know just what? trying to make some money, but um, this is probably going to be how I occupy my free time. So I hope you guys respect that. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, oh. whatever. My only advice yeah, is stay um, busy. So make sure you go out and, yeah, um, I don't know if I'd tell you all to purchase the new Merlin Facebook game, but if you want to take that risk, go for it. And let us know how it is once you buy it, because it looks amazing. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the <laughs> recap of this episode. <clears throat> yeah, let's do that. As you all know, um, episode two aired on Saturday. And it was the conclusion of Arthur's Bane, and it was a very eventful episode. So we're going to get started with a recap and uh, see what we can, can find out about this wonderful episode. <clears throat> the episode opens up with a dark room, and you can't really tell what's going on. And then all of a sudden you see, all right, first of all, we got to clear this up. How do you say the dragon's name? Athusa. They said it a lot. Athusa. Okay. Athusa. We see Athusa. Athusa. We see a we see Athusa, um, raising its head, and then it kind of pans out, and you see Morgana and Athusa like stuck in this. What looks like a well, almost like they're just like in prison down there. Um, mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> Morgana like wakes up. It was a nightmare. But um. This gives us a little insight into where Morgana was being held captive for those three years that they were talking about. You can see she was held captive with the dragon, which I I personally didn't expect. Um, and then, as soon as she wakes up, she calls for Ithusa, and she, the dragon comes, and I was quite shocked to see that the dragon is in terrible shape. Um, not looking too good at all. So, I was like, oh, you poor dragon. And um, Morgana like calls the dragon over and she's like comforting it, and those those two are just having a terrible time. So Arthur and Merlin are then shown in the next scene, and they're being dragged behind a cart, like they're roped to it, along with a bunch of other prisoners that uh, Ragnar and Mordred have taken. Um, and Arthur and Merlin are like talking, which I guess they weren't supposed to be, and that angers Ragnar. So he gets off his horse and comes down and. Uh, threatens the two of them and then they continue on their journey and then we uh go to gaius going into sifa's cell to gaius, give sifa what i think good. is a, yeah what <laughs> i think is a sedative of some sort and he says it's to ease the um pain of being executed because sifa is going to be hung in a short time but when gaius brings the um sedative 
Sifa refuses to take it, and she demands, well, she doesn't demand, but she kind of begs guys to let her talk to Gwen, because she says she's sorry for her actions. She doesn't want to die. And Gaius kind of looks at her like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And you don't know what Gaius is going to do. And then um, we go to that night where all the prisoners, including Arthur and Merlin, are sleeping in the snow. It was very uncomfortable and very cold. And um, they're clearly very hungry. And Ragnar decides to tease Merlin with a little bread. And he's like, just kind of being a total jerk. And poor Merlin's starving. And Mordred's watching. And Mordred kind of tells uh, Ragnar to stop, but they don't necessarily listen to Mordred. And you could tell that Mordred feels bad for them for some reason. <clears throat> and then we go to the dungeons where the. Oh man, another tough name. Diamir? Is that right, I think? The Diamir. Okay, whatever it is. The Diamir, the alien, um, is watching Gawain <laughs> sleep. It's kind of weird, but um, just kind of protecting Gawain. And then uh, she. Or he or it senses that, I think it's a she, senses that there's guards coming. So she dims the lights in the cave so that they can't see Gwen when they go by. So she's kind of protecting Gwen. Um, and then the next scene is it's back out to um, Arthur and Merlin and it's, it's morning now. And Mordred kind of sneaks up to Merlin and gives him some bread for him and Arthur and tells him that um, he's looking out for them. And Merlin's really confused, like, why why is Mordred doing this? And Mordred's just kind of like, well, I owe Arthur my life. He saved my life. And um, he also says, I can tell that you're afraid of me, Emrys. And it's kind of a little bit of an intense scene where you're kind of like, oh. And he's like, but don't worry, your secret's safe with me. So we're still kind of wondering what Mordred's intentions are in this whole thing. But um, we go to Izmir, where... Rudin tells Morgana that his daughter has been um, captured and is going to be sentenced to death. And Rudin's like, kind of, I think, hoping that Morgana will be like, well, then let's go save her. But Morgana's just kind of like, oh, well, that's a sacrifice you'll have to make. And Mor Morgana does feel bad, but she's really, like, not that sympathetic about it. So you can tell Rudin's got some other plans up his sleeve. But um, then we go back to Arthur, who has come up with a plan with Merlin where he's like walking really slow and then he falls on the ground like he's exhausted like he can't go any further so Ragnar gets down and he's obviously not happy with Arthur and he goes up and starts kicking him and then when Arthur's getting back up um, he somehow grabs a dagger off of Ragnar and he's able to get a dagger and hide it so um, when Ragnar gets back on his horse he has a dagger to start to cut himself free um, and then we go back to Sifa who has been summoned uh, up to the the court where Gwen is waiting for her. Must be Gaius talked her into it. So Sifa comes up. She confesses. She apologizes. She says she didn't realize what would happen with the information she gave her father. And she basically begs for um, Gwen's mercy. And Gwen's just kind of like, well, a lot of innocent men died. And I'm not turning my sentence around. And this, of course, troubles Gaius. Once Sifa's gone, who's like, why would you kill Sifa? And Gwen reveals that she never was planning on killing Sifa. She was doing this so that um, Rudin, uh, Sifa's father, would come into Camelot to try and save her. And Gwen really wanted to catch him. So we see uh, Gwen really showing uh, some some smarts here. She's got some, some good strategy. So 
Good for her. Andrew? Yeah. Yeah, right after that, we go back to uh, Merlin and Arthur in their wagon. And um, Merlin decides he's going to uh, just pull some of the supplies off the back. And uh, so, of course, they've got to stop again. And Ragnar is pretty angry. So um, he comes back, and he, of course, is asking, you know, who did this? And uh, Arthur, as part of their plan, indicates Merlin. And uh, Merlin's like, yeah, we've got to rest. And uh, so Ragnar's like, okay, why don't you uh, rest eternally? So right as he draws his sword on Merlin, that's when uh, Arthur takes action and knocks him down and uh, just creates a whole bunch of chaos. And in the process, he and Merlin are able to grab some weapons and some supplies and make a break for it. Um, They come to this giant gap in the ice and you know they both make this epic jump and uh Mordred and a few others are on their pursuit and uh Arthur of course is able to knock a few of them off with the cross with bow and well Merlin uh focuses on um widening the distance between the two cliffs and uh he manages to do that right when Mordred and um Merlin manages to knock part of their side of the cliff off right when Mordred gets there so um, Arthur has Mordred right in his sights with the crossbow, and he could easily just shoot him if he wanted to. And, uh, of course, Merlin, since he knows that he's seeing the future and he thinks Mordred is Arthur's bane, of course, he's all like, you know, do it, do it. But Arthur decides not to, you know, obviously, because he doesn't know the future, and uh, Mordred's the only one out of those mercenaries who's actually been nice to them, you know, during this whole journey. And... um then we go to uh, Gwen back at uh, Morgana's fort and uh, the Daemir. And um, yeah, basically they have a little dialogue where uh, the Daemir ba- tells Gwen um, he, she, or it saved him because he was uh, worthy, supposedly. So, you know, just a nice little dialogue, getting to know the Daemir a little better. And apparently uh, he or she also indicates to Gwen that uh, they're the last of their kind that uh they've been you know gradually hunted down and killed by you know the descendants of men and um now we go to uh camelot and uh we see how do you pronounce that ruudin 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 he's uh sneaking in um sneaking around uh patrols of knights and he manages to take down a couple and uh magically use a spell to free uh, Sifa and uh, thus setting off the warning bell and um, as they're getting away eventually they get surrounded by uh, Gwen, uh, sorry um, Elion and uh, oh gosh yeah Elion and a few other knights and um, they begin to fight and actually, actually at one point because my uh, video quality wasn't so great when I heard like the stabbing sound it almost looked like to me like Elion, Elion had just been stabbed. And so I'm like, no! But then I realized it was... Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, my video quality was not good at all. Trust me. But uh, it, was, it was, in fact, um, Ruinen who'd been stabbed. But uh, he manages to, you know, cast a spell, you know, to create a wall of fire between him and the knights and get away. Unfortunately for him and Sifa, though, he's mortally wounded. And when they get to the... Um, like his little uh, forest temple or whatever, the ruins, um, he has her attach this little note to uh, Crow, and uh, the crow, of course, flies Okay, to, uh... um, pa- pause real quick. What? This part 
I don't know. Alright. Have you seen Game of Thrones? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Well, the way that they send messages in Game of Thrones is they use ravens or crows, and um, they tie scrolls to their feet, and that's how they communicate. So, so this part to me, like, just kind of, um, I was like, okay, that seems a little not. To be fair, though, you could you could almost argue that Game of Thrones took that from Harry Potter. I mean, how do they send messages? Owls with no. They use owls. Yeah, That's I know, different. but still, it's the same it's concept. Bird. They're both, they're both, <laughs> but, yeah. All right. It's the same exact fair concept, enough, you know? It just, it stuck, it stuck out to me anyway. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It does seem a little weird. Um, it, I think it's kind of just generic with some of these more medieval-type movies. But whatever. Um, so, uh, then uh, Rudin, of course, uh, proceeds to die with uh, Sifa there, you know, hugging him. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an emotional scene, but uh, it doesn't last long afterwards because um, Arthur's knights are quick to show up, and, uh, of course, Sifa gets away, and you don't see her for the rest of the episode. Um, then we go to uh, Morgana's fortress, and the crow gets there, you know, right at the beginning, and uh, she reads the message, and basically it's uh, Rudin telling her, A, he's dead, and B, you know, not to give up hope because, you know, they're, you know, so close to finding the Damir, whatever. And um, then we go to uh, Merlin and Arthur um, looking up at the fortress, trying to figure out how to get in. And of course, Arthur says, uh, you know, there's always a way in. We'll find something out. And then we go to them climbing up the uh, the garbage chute slash drain slash, you know, whatever. And of course, Arthur makes Merlin go first. And Merlin is a little less than enthusiastic about that, especially right when he gets uh, underneath this uh, garbage hole and a whole bunch of trash comes right down, just, like nearly right, landing right on top of him. Of course, Arthur starts giggling, so Merlin, you know, being a little more than frustrated, grabs some of it, throws it right back at Arthur. And uh, so they continue on. <laughs> and um, That'd be terrible. I can't imagine climbing up one of those. That's gross. I know. That's disgusting. At first, I thought it was like the, um, like the, the, <laughs> the sewer drain type thing. Oh, I was oh, a that'd little be even gr- worse. Again, my video quality was a little less than uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. But um, <laughs> anyway, we go back to Camelot, and uh, the knights have recovered Rudin's body, and um, Gaius is examining it, and uh, he takes out another piece of paper, and um. Basically, what he finds is uh, an old prayer of the Druids, and um, he and more. And I'm sorry, he and uh, Guinevere kind of discussed how um, so it's not all of the Druids were really peaceful per se, as indicated by this um, this prayer. Basically, a lot of Druids, such as Rudin, you know, in fact, were really um, vengeful towards uh, Uther, you know, for what he did during the Purge, etc. So. Um, you know, and, you know, thanks to what the actions of Uther, you know, druids such as Ruidin, you know, felt as though they had to, you know, try and take vengeance however way they could. And, um, the, I think the paper also talks about, you know, the whole prophecy that Uther, that, um, yeah. Arthur would be killed by a druid. So, uh, Gaius and Guinevere seem to think as though, seem to feel as though, uh, Ruidin must have thought he was the druid to do that when, you know, I think we all know the you know what the who the message really indicates you know according to all of Merlin's visions leading up to this but um 
Anyway, we go to uh, Mordred and his band reaching uh, Morgana's fortress, and um, Morgana, she's like absolutely shocked to see Mordred, and, and of course she goes right up to him and uh, hugs him and invites him to dinner, etc. And um, then we go back to Arthur and Merlin, who uh, they get to the main courtyard, they see this little cart heading down to the mines or whatever, and so they manage to... St uh, you know, stow away in that and uh, get down there and find Percival, who uh, nearly hits Arthur when he when he gets touched, but uh, fortunately doesn't. Yep. Um. So after they find Percival, the scene pans to a dinner that Morgana is having with Mordred. You know, it's like a reunion dinner. They, she loved him so much when she was good, um, and Mordred tells her that Merlin and Arthur were in their grasp, um, but he, but they both escaped. Um, Morgana is super, super angry about this. I don't know, I didn't necessarily find her anger that believable, partly just because I know that she loves Mordred, she has such a soft spot for him. Um, so while her anger is subsiding, a warning bell goes off, and she you know, assumes that it is Arthur, you know, coming to rescue his men. Um, and she's right. So, um, Merlin and Arthur are in the, um, like, the cave, cavernous part under the castle. Um, and they are obviously looking, they're going to look for Gawain. Um, and they kind of put Percival to round up the other knights. Um, they find Gawain. And he is, um, you know, with the Diamere. Is that what we decided it was? Diamere? Um, yeah, the, like the elongated alien looking thing. Um, <laughs> and while they are being freaked out by that sight, um, Percival is rounding up the other knights um, and attacking Morgana's guards um, within the um, cave place um so at this point athusa the sick little dragon comes and is released as a weapon and breathes fire kind of breaking up the um the attack and the basically the revolts um by the knights against the guards um and merlin wait one sec er, okay um Sorry. At this point, while Athusa is breathing the fire all over the place, Merlin um, tells all of the knights to escape, and he um, has Athusa follow him. Um, and Arthur and him are bromancing so hard, so naturally Arthur follows Merlin um, while they are fleeing Athusa. But um, obviously, Merlin can't do his dragon lord thing if Arthur's there. Um, but Merlin does end up speaking to Athusa, but it turns out that she actually can't speak. She's mute, which is sad. It made me very, very sad. It was a poignant moment, because um, I don't want to hate her, because she's sick and she's kind of cute. Um, so, um, eventually Morgana and Mordred catch up to Arthur, and um, Morgana kind of attacks him with a dagger, um, while he's talking to her, and he is kind of saying, like, I don't know, the usual what happened to you kind of 
discussion. Um, and so she slashes him, I think that's the best way to describe it, with a dagger, and he falls down, and she kind of corners him, um, and, um, then Merlin comes and tries to, you know, save Arthur, and Mor Morgana kind of, like, swooshes him away, and he gets thrown up against a wall, and, um, while he is down, kind of out of it, trying to regain his consciousness slash ability to perform magic, um, Morgana is literally seconds away from killing Arthur and is just about to stab him, give him a fatal blow, when Mordred comes from behind her and stabs her. I don't believe it was fatally, but he does stab her. Um, it definitely wasn't fatally, obviously. Um, but he stabs her, and then, um, we see Mordred carrying Arthur out of the cave, um, and he you know, takes him to the knights. Um, and Merlin is knocked out, and when he's waking up, he meets the Dimer and has this really, really interesting conversation with it. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, so I'm just going to say it. And, um, asks, um, basically says, the Dimer says, um, yes, I am the key to all knowledge, do you have anything that you want to know? And initially Merlin says no, um, that he doesn't want to know anything. I think he realizes that it's kind of a very, um, like, double-edged sword kind of question. Like, um, so event he does ask, though, what Arthur's bane is, and um, the Diomer says that Arthur is his own bane, which is like, well, ooh, ah. <laughs> right? I don't, That's I, don't I don't quite, well... First, he says he says well the Dimer says that Mordred is, and then he's um, Merlin says I don't understand Mordred's been so good to us like how could he be Arthur's bane? Yeah. And the di the Dimer's like the Dimer says something about it's himself or it's something like that. And I don't know if he's talking about Merlin or if he's talking about Arthur or if he's talking about Mordred, but. I that whole dialogue was kind of confusing to me. I so I'm not I'm not positive, but maybe yeah. he was talking. About I feel as though so. that may have been intentional, though, on the part of the screenwriters, just because you know maybe just that answer himself, you know, leaves that open to at least some interpretation. You know, kind of right. the fans like who who it. is really Arthur's bane? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I I I feel like it's still not clear who what Arthur's yeah. bane is or not who completely is. no. Yeah, but anyway. I agree. I think that it's supposed to be a little bit ambiguous, but I'm excited because I think we're going to find out in the next episode. Maybe. maybe. We'll see. Um, but, um, so after this, it flashes to a scene, I'm assuming in like the relatively near future, where Mordred is being knighted in Camelot, which is crazy, just crazy craziness. Um, and Merlin is talking to him afterwards and basically, like, kind of confronts him and says, why did you save Arthur? Um, and, wait, guys, what what did he say to that again? He said, um, it's love that binds us or something like that, and Morgana had forgotten that, so. Oh, that's right, okay. Um, yeah, I'll just say that, alright. Um. And he said something about there being a love that binds us and Morgana forgetting that. So Mordred is showing some signs of morality, which I wasn't really expecting. Um, but, you know, who knows? Um, 
And after this, Merlin, I liked this because they kind of wrapped up with a typical earlier season dinner between Merlin and Gaius. And Merlin confides in Gaius and says he does not trust Mordred, regardless of the fact that he saved Arthur. Um, the last scene in the episode is Morgana kind of um, limping through the tundra, wounded, um, after she is has escaped with Athusa and the dry, little sick little dragon is following behind her, and that's that's when it ended. Yep, that's, that's when right. it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we saw in the next episode that there's a spirit that's come back to Camelot and Father, I know it's you. So, uh, <laughs> Uther is going to be back next episode. They've released a couple screenshots of the next episode, and you see Uther himself in person. So, I think it's certainly going to be a very interesting episode. I'm quite excited for that one. Um, okay, before I get your thoughts on this episode, what were your guys' thoughts on the, um, premiere? Uh, we talked about it, obviously, on Merlin Cast already, but I personally, like, I don't know how what kind of video called you guys watched it on, but I watched it live when it aired, and I have to say, like, the camera quality has increased, like, immensely. It's, it's, it's pretty great. Like, I, it was, I think it was in HD when I watched it, and, um, it just looked great. And I thought the way they filmed this season, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I feel like they're doing a lot more with the camera than they used to. But what were your guys' thoughts on the episode? Um, well... I really, really liked it. I thought that it was a great episode. If I had to rate it, I'd give it, like, 8.9. I was very impressed by the camera quality. Um, The special effects, though, I don't know. What what is that called? What would it be called having the diamere thing in there? What is that? CGI. CGI. I wasn't that impressed by the CGI of the Dimer. Um, I agree. Just, just that, because, I don't know, it really just didn't look very realistic or believable, but maybe it's not supposed to. And maybe it's just budgets, but I'm gonna say it was a director's decision because knowledge is not supposed to be within our direct grasp or something. I don't know. It wasn't that impressive. But I did think that both episodes together created an awesome premiere to what I am excited about as an awesome season. Yeah, I I I agree with you on the um Diamere, but I I noticed I thought the dragon at least looked a little bit better. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, if you look at just like how Ethusa is so much better than the great dragon in the first season. Yeah. yeah. Like And the other thing like the way that some of the scenes, like, you know, when they first showed um, Morgana and Rudin talking about what they're searching for, and then the camera just kind of went underground from there, and you saw, like, the scene of everyone mining, and then it went even deeper, and you saw an even bigger cavern that they were in. Like, just the yeah. stuff like that, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But, Andrew, what were your thoughts? I really liked it. I mean, I definitely agree with you guys about the, um, you know, the obviously the Dayamir didn't have the best quality to it, but... You know, I thought it was, you know, solid enough. Um, I guess the one thing I felt, you know, obviously I think it had to happen, but the the one part about it I didn't like plot-wise was the fact that Rudin had to die. And the, the only reason I say that is because, you know, the last couple seasons, Morgana, you know, obviously she was like, you know, super evil and crazy, etc. 
and but she at least had you know some you know second in command per se you know with at least some sense of morality I, I mean I know Agravain was a rat but I mean some of the stuff Morgana suggested even he balked at and um, you know I kind of felt like you know Ruidin was you know a smart enough you know uh, you know strategic cunning kind of guy who also at least you know had his own moral reasons to be you know angry and vengeful towards Camelot so I don't know I guess I guess like he had to die but it would have been nice if you know he'd been able to be one of the primary villains throughout the rest of the season because I, I felt like he could have added a lot but besides that I thought it was great I def I definitely give it you know up around you know eight or nine for my rating I I do I was surprised that he died so fast I thought he'd be around longer in the season but um you know I guess they just they gotta do what they gotta do so uh, I guess that was more of your review. We were kind of asking about the first episode, but that that can be your review of the. Yeah, I figured I just um, you know mash it all. <laughs> yeah, I I think I don't know. One other thing I was curious about the first episode. My favorite two scenes were probably like the one where uh, Merlin had to juggle. <laughs> oh, I just yeah. love that that scene because Arthur was so shocked um, when Merlin actually juggled and he did it well. So I thought that was really funny. And then I love when they were trapped up in the net and, and they were trying to cut themselves free. It just was, you know, it was typical of Merlin Arthur, like, argument. And I just thought it was pretty hilarious. So I don't know if you, you guys find those those scenes pretty funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, that was really funny. I always think that it it breaks it up um, nicely when they have those little... Those little endearing Spats. arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there weren't yeah. really any in this part two, though. I didn't really. See, there wasn't a lot of humor besides the garbage shoot. Um, apart yeah. from that, it was a pretty serious episode. So, uh, yeah. my mm-hmm. my thoughts on this part two. I thought it was a good episode. Um, I I think the ending was probably the best with Mordred stabbing Morgana. I didn't expect that. I mean, I did kind of like you could tell when he was standing behind her that he was up to something, but like. I'm I'm still very perplexed on what exactly Mordred's role is in this whole thing, and I'm curious to see how his role is going to play out. So I really did enjoy that, and I thought it was a really good episode. So I'd probably give it like a nine. And Courtney, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, I I enjoyed it. I think that this episode I would give like a nine. Um, also a nine. Did you say nine? Yeah, you said nine. Yeah, I did um, nine. I really thought that it was quite good. I am. Um, enjoyed Katie Katie's acting a lot um she was exceptional again um a little bit crazy got got some crazy eyes going on um for any how I met your mother fans out there but um I really liked the scene where Gwen um revealed her strategy I think that was my favorite part of the whole thing Gwen's strategy um with Sifa and Ruidin um just because it shows that she's just taken her role as queen so well and that she really has Arthur's back and that he has a great match with her. So I approve. I approve of his choice in life. Um, all right. So we also asked on Twitter what people's thoughts were on episode two. At Scott Malt said, amazing. Multiple plot threads show how far the writers have come. Lots of surprises, too. And I agree with them. There are certainly a lot of plots going on this um, this season so far. Like, it's way more than ever before. You know, they're not just focusing on Merlin. They're focusing on a lot of um, 
a lot of characters, which I know some people aren't happy about, but I personally, I'm kind of liking to see like more of what's going on in Camelot. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly happy with that. Uh, Andrew, you want to read the next two? They're from the same person. Uh, um, yes, uh, Agravain says, uh, "Why don't you? Why don't they they bring Agravain back too, just like Uther?" Okay, I know I'm running an episode ahead, and um, he also says, "Part two, couldn't Mordred have twisted that dagger? Just think, I would have had an invisible friend." Um. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm not uh, sure, like... This, this is Agravain talking. This is Agravain's Twitter. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Been... Oh, yeah, I got you, I got you. But I, so I, I understand Agravain, why you would be aggravated. I get it, Agravain, aggravated. You know. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I understand why you'd be aggravated, Agravain, about the fact that you're no longer part of the story, but you had your time, you had your chance. You blew it and you died. So <laughs> I guess Sucks I guess my suck. only <laughs> I guess my only uh, advice would be um, you know just enjoy the spirit world and you know stay out of Merlin's life. <laughs> yeah, and sorry that Morgana couldn't die and join you. <laughs> yeah, I know you have We're a weird you... love for her. Yeah, Some secret love. Um, okay, that next one. At KT Kirsty said. Surprised, but Mordred's still evil. I don't know how to spell her name, but the girl dragon, Athusa, nearly cried for her. What happened? I don't know what happened, but KT Kirsty, I don't know if you're a boy or a girl, but I completely agree it's with a girl. you. Girl, I know where you are coming from. <laughs> yeah, that poor dragon just looked like it's been beaten and very pale. No. No, it didn't have like any scales either, which I thought dragons had scales. But it is promising know. though to see that Morgana is developing an emotional attachment to something though, because I was starting to think that she was a little bit of a sociopath. Yeah, well, she yeah, still could be. But... At Brad Wills two thousand says, "OMG, is Uther back for good?" Well. I don't believe he is, but I guess we will find out next episode, Brad. Uh, it should be quite interesting. One other thing we asked on Twitter was what people's thoughts were on Morgan. You know, what's his stance and do they think he's for good or bad? Uh, Andrew, that first one? Yes, we have uh, at McCatherine underscore art says he's really playing his own game. He has a plan, but I was shocked when he attacked Morgana. He can't be with her now. I would definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, I don't. We don't exactly know what it is at this point, but he certainly has, you know, some sort of agenda and motivation behind, you know, what he's doing. And he also seems, you know, unlike Morgana, to have, you know, at least a, you know, sense of morality too, as far as how he acts towards uh, Arthur and Merlin. Now, I mean, not to say that that couldn't be, maybe just a big act he's putting up for them. You know, he's being really clever just so he can be in their favor, but, you know, who knows? But I guess we'll find out uh, as the season progresses. Okay, at Camelot Cast, shout out to Rona, said, I like Mordred. I had a feeling about him. I wish I could say that in a British accent, but I can't. Um, <laughs> I 
kind of agree with you. You know what? I like him for now. I'm reserving judgment because just based on standard Arthurian, Arthurian legend, he does not turn out well. But um, he seems like he's he's pretty good right now. I mean, what he said about um, Morgana not erring on the side of love or whatever it was, um, that was pretty deep stuff. I liked it. I agree. <laughs> and sorry, I got one more to add here, but oh, we're not actually gonna. Re- okay, sorry. Hold on. Um, at Lake L A I Q says, I was surprised by his actions because of his history with Morgana, but I'm still not sure. And I would have to agree with you on that one. My thoughts on Mordred are still not set in stone because I do not know what's going on here. Okay, uh, so I think that's about it for today. We uh, we covered episode two, and it was a good episode. I'm very excited to see what happens with Uther next episode. Um, to Ooh. close things up, you can follow us on Twitter. Just go to Twitter slash... Oh, hold on. I gotta check it. I always forget. Oh, it's just <laughs> go to twitter.com slash Merlin underscore cast. You can go to our website, www.merlincast.blogspot.com, where all our episodes can be found, including our live show we did last week with Rona with the premiere. It's a great episode. I definitely get, or I definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, let's see what else is there. You can email us at our email, which is themerlincast at gmail.com. You can send us your questions, comments, anything you'd like. It's a great place to send us things that are more than 140 characters because that's all you can send on Twitter. Um, you can like our Facebook page and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. That is a very it, important thing. Uh, we're going to have a pretty full full panel of hosts for next week um, as we discuss Uther's return. So be sure to tune in for that episode. My name is Aaron Millard. My name is Courtney Catadella. My name is Andrew Brayton. Okay, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.